Welcome to The Mindset. On this show, we interview athletes, entrepreneurs, and other successful individuals that have the mindset to win in the face of long odds. You'll hear what drives these amazing people and find inspiration to face the challenges in your own life. Our guest on today's show is Omobi Okugo. Okugo played nine years of professional soccer, much of that time in the MLS. He talks about the people that influenced his soccer success. He details his journey through elite youth soccer and U.S. junior national team competition against some of the biggest names in the sport. And he discusses how he built his second career with the frugal athlete group he founded. Here is Omobi Okugo on The Mindset. Um, so this is the, the Beyond the Game Media IG Live series. Uh, today we have Amobi Okugu joining. He is a former UCLA standout, sixth overall pick on the annual Super Draft for the Philadelphia Union. Uh, currently he plays the Austin Bold uh, FC in the USL Championship League. And the uh, on the business side, Amobi runs Frugal Athlete, where he and other professional athletes help to increase financial literacy, and encourage feeding financial practices. Uh, yeah, thanks so much, man, for joining. How are you doing? No, thank you so much for having me. Pleasure to connect. Uh, I've been following you guys for quite some time, so to officially connect is, is cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we, as we try to do these, we try to do, like, one really big question at the beginning. So, okay. Uh, Come up with one I have for you today. Yeah, well, you know, we try to. We try to make it, you know, something <laughs> really fun here at the beginning. Um yeah, the big one for us today is, is who are or what has been the biggest influence in getting you to this in, to to this point of your career. Okay, I mean that's that's a great question. I would say from a <laughs> career development standpoint, uh, John Harris, um, okay. he was like the big influence for me when I went pro. I left UCLA after my freshman year, and being first generation Nigerian American, uh, my parents were big on education, so it took a lot of convincing for them. Uh, for me to convince them to let me go pro after my freshman year. Um, so I had to promise I would finish school. So John Harris, uh, CEO and founder of Athlife, I was able to connect with him through a partnership with MLS. And he kind of gave me the rundown and like the roadmap of how I was going to be able to complete my degree. And from there, um, that's kind of how my career development started. Um, that's how I was able to get externships and internships because I was really, I really wanted to make sure I had those um, in my belt or under my belt for when I retired. So it's not like yeah. uh, you're going to have to start entry level. I know I'm going to have to start behind the eight ball, but I don't want to start like pushing uh, filing papers and, and you know, getting coffee. So uh, John Harris would probably be the biggest influence from a career development standpoint. And then playing wise, okay. uh, my parents for sure, but Coach Ruben, he was one of my youth coaches, and he always made sure I was um, competitive. You know, when I was playing guys my age and I wasn't as competitive, he would always bring me along with his mentally team and just make sure I was getting kicked and uh, fouled a lot to uh, to develop <laughs> my skills. <laughs> okay, yeah, like the the youth part, I, I I really wanted to touch on that if I can. I what you said at the beginning was really interesting, so I'll get back to that, but. The youth parts, youth soccer is, I know a lot of people talk about AAU basketball or travel baseball, but, like, youth soccer is, is almost the same way, right? Can you uh, kind of yeah, take us through, no through that with you? It's no game. So yeah, like, I grew up playing basketball and soccer, and youth soccer is, you hear all the stories in AAU, like, it's tenfold in youth soccer. That's so crazy. So, like, would you were you on a team that was, like, not near where you lived? Or, like, would you play ten games in a, in a weekend? Like, what was it like as you were kind of growing up and, and, 
trying to navigate it all? Yeah, so recently I started off with my school team because my parents didn't really know about the, like, uh, competitors. And then I ended up going for my local club team. And then once I was starting to get noticed and, like, coaches and scouts and stuff saw me, I ended up playing for, like, it's not like the all-star team, but you know how AAU teams, they kind of get the best talent within the area. Um, so yeah, of course. Sort of like that. And luckily, I mean, it was an hour away from where uh, my family lived, but luckily okay. three other guys on the team uh, lived close to me, so we would carpool. So, And we had practiced three times a week at that at that age, which is over 15 years ago. Now, you know, youth soccer teams, it's minimum four times, five times a week um, if you're at top level. A top level youth player, um, but yeah, that's so hour to and from. Wow, no, amazing, right? And that's it's the dedication of it. It's it's always a kudos. I always think back to myself. I always like don't want to say thank you so much to my parents, but like did that did that get you ready for you on you know the U seventeen U eighteens uh, for USA soccer? Like was that able to really kind of push you that way and really kind of give you that competitiveness that that obviously. Um, you were able to play on that stage? Yeah, but uh, fortunately for me, you know, at the youth level, I was, uh, you know, fortunately um, scouted for the youth national team. So U14, U15, I was able to travel the world and get uh, a lot of competitive soccer games, soccer matches. Um, so that was really cool. And then my sophomore year of high school, I moved to Florida to compete um, with the residency program. So basically the top 40 youth, in, uh, youth national kids, uh, boys, compete for the U-17 World Cup. So I was there. It was basically like boarding school. We were at um, IMG Academy's facilities, soccer in the morning, school in the afternoon, do it all over again, Monday through Friday, compete on the weekend. Wow. So, yeah, it was. I was exposed to it at a young age, and that's, that's what's helped me, uh, you know, right now in my career today. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we have we have a question, actually, uh, from the gallery there. So who's the, uh, who's the top player you played with? Or against, um, I actually, if you can answer from your youth, I think it's always interesting to think yeah. about who you played with. You're a little bit, obviously, if you want to do it from the pro side, you can do that too. Yeah, so from my youth, uh, Eden Hazard, we were in a tournament in Belgium before the U-17 World Cup. It was like our final tournament, and we got to play Belgium, and he was on the team. Um, oh. Tony Cruz, uh, it was the same tournament. Um, and it's crazy to see, like, where they are now compared to like yeah. how good they were when they were younger. Some some athletes, they just have it forever. It's not like late bloomer, like you just know they're gonna make it. So for them to be on the world stage, and then person or athlete I've played with would be Kaká. So before Luka Modric, he was the last player besides Cristiano and Messi that won a, that won a Ballon d'Or, which is given to the best player um, in the world every year. Yeah, that's, uh, that's so amazing. It's so, it's so crazy, to your point, there are certain people at the youth level, you see them, you're like, okay, that person yeah, is going like, to be a 10-time Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you said something really interesting at the at the beginning there just about who's influenced you and, and really your thought process as you did your one year at UCLA. Um, you were already thinking from the business side. Uh, you started this company, Frugal Athlete. Like, Did your parents kind of instill that in you or did you were you always like thinking on the business side? Like, hey, I, even as I... I do one year here. I, I want to start figuring out the best ways to connect with people and, and, and doing something. 
Yeah, I think my parents did a great job instilling that in me because they put a big focus on education. So even when I was traveling all over the world and, you know, playing basketball and soccer up until soccer took over, I was always like, you had to get good grades. So understanding that and, you know, developing your body, but as well as your mind was always paramount for me. Um, but it wasn't until I went pro, like the first thing my dad said was, you know, you're closer to the end of your career than the start of it. And I was like, what do you mean? I just got drafted. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, yeah, now it's like, now it's like, how long can you last, basically? Um, so yeah. understanding, having that mindset and like using sports as a vehicle because sports gave me the ability to travel. Sports gave me the ability to develop some friendships that I wouldn't have had otherwise. Sports gave me the ability to go to UCLA, to go to uh, top you know, schooling because of my ability to, um, on the soccer field. So why not use it when you go pro? And that's kind of my, been my mindset and hopefully uh, can use it to hopefully continue to uh, get into the right doors. Nice. Yeah, that's I mean, it's super forward thinking of you at the time. It's funny your dad said that. I mean, it's it's crazy. I, I tell that to people all the time. Like, you just have such a finite time as of being an athlete and then you've got to the rest kind of do this business stuff. But, like, I, I know when I was like 19, 20 playing summer baseball, like I was not thinking, like, oh, I need to do internships. I was thinking about <laughs> playing with girls and doing all the other yeah. extra things I didn't need to do. And so it's, it's super cool to hear that you were already like in that mindset. And obviously um, now with what you're doing with, with Frugal Athlete, can you kind of take us through that a little bit of like, you know, how you're, you're you know, really working on the financial literacy and, and how that's like helping athletes in, in your peers? No, no, thank you. And yeah, you touched on it earlier. As athletes, your window of influence is only so, it's only so large. But um, to touch on a frugal athlete, a frugal athlete is essentially an online media platform that promotes prudent financial practices and smart career decisions amongst professional athletes and student athletes. Um, my take is that athletes are natural trendsetters. So if we could talk about financial literacy in a positive light, then everyone that deals with financial problems, and that's everyone, depending on just a matter of what scale they're on, um, then we can right. kind of change the narrative. And um, as much as we want to hear the stories about, you know, Kevin Durant, you know, making 15 million from Postman to LeBron raising a hundred million dollars, not every athlete can do that. So if we have more stories around um, the collective and not just the stories of the top guys or the athletes that lost it all, um, that's where we feel like a frugal athlete comes in. Yeah, that's super awesome. Cause I think so many people, um, those, those are the headlines that we read, right? Like you said, you know, Durant invest a million dollars. You just got 50 million as, as Postmates get bought there. Like, but, but then one, not everyone has Kevin Durant money. Right? Exactly. So it's, it's these principles that you have to like really instill and, and really work on. And, and that's super cool that you're doing it, you know, for your peers. And, and obviously from the business side, it seems like, because uh, I believe, right, like you're you're a huge – are you more of like a business? Are you more a business side kind of like person? Or are you more like, hey, I want to be in, in the investment and, and kind of like in the weeds with everything? Yeah, so I, I'm not sure if you watch Billions. Do you watch Billions? Yeah, so, of course. Amazing uh, show. Lauren. Lauren, her role is like – I think her role is perfect. If I can do that eventually, that's what I want to do, like business development, innovative strategy, investor relations for like a private equity – venture capital in the sports business space give me that job i'm i'm good like that's that's, that's so funny. yeah that's yeah. so funny you said i literally just got my mom hooked on billions it's so funny oh you said yeah that. Great <laughs> show. yeah if you guys know of anyone in the uh sports business space that's looking for like a line like that yeah send them my way i'll send my resume there it is <laughs> there it is 
we got to clip that right there and like, send that out there. Well, no, we'll, um, I'll, I'll get you out of here on this. I know it, it's been crazy to try to navigate what's going on. Obviously, you have a you have a, uh, a twenty game season upcoming here in the USL. Um, do you have any tips for some of the younger athletes out there, younger soccer players, of like how you're able to, to really stay fit mentally and also physically during this time? And any drills or anything that people can kind of like reference to to be able to practice? And people probably won't be able to get the field for the next few months, I assume. Yeah, so for the young players, um, this is where your creativity types to, starts to show. You know, it's really it's, – it's become really popular to have trainers and, you know, watch clips of things that aren't game-like. This is where you, you know, you, you get creative. You know, when I was growing up, I didn't have – my parents didn't have money for a trainer. So it was me, a ball, and a wall. And, you know, it's like when you're a kid and you just give a kid a ball. They find ways to enjoy themselves and, you know, create games out of nowhere. So um, do the same thing when it comes to, you know, if you're playing soccer, you're playing basketball, football, whatever. Obviously, in this case, soccer. Um, get creative. You know, imagine yourself in game-like situations. Come up with different drills and push yourself because just like, just like on the field in life, you're your biggest competitor. So the minute you're not working, someone else is, is working. Um, the minute you, you know, try to slack off or say, okay, we're not going to be back till the fall or we're not going to be back till early January, someone's like taking, taking the reps that you could be taking. So I would say you have to push yourself, you get creative and stay disciplined, you know, stay disciplined in your consistency when it comes to training, even if it gets repetitive, even if it gets boring and the creativity aspect is, you know, just activating your mind, you know, making sure you're thinking because you can only do so much uh, from your, for your body, but your mind is, you know, uh, the biggest muscle in your Yeah, no, I love what you said there, the, the discipline part there, being disciplined and consistent in and, and your approach and, and, and your training is so big. So, um, no, thank you so much, man. Uh, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for uh, taking the time out. And, and good luck this season. I hope, uh, I hope everything is able to kind of get going and, and you're able to have a great season. No, nah, thank you so much for having me. i definitely going to connect with you guys offline, but – uh, keep doing what you're doing, and I can't wait to, you know, collaborate on some things.